I'm Kira. And I'm Sarah. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to Decommission. All right, well, <laughs> my cat's just going to keep trying to get into my closet despite the fact that she just left four seconds ago and that's just gonna be what it is that's totally fine stop stop it <laughs> my closet smells like banana bread for some reason whenever i cook or bake the smell travels into my closet but there's no vent in here so i don't know why but it just always smells like whatever i make so right now it just smells like banana bread which is totally fine yeah, it sounds like a nice smell. Mm-hmm. I don't really like the smell of bananas, so I would probably be upset, but for most people... Oh, I hate artificial banana smells, but if it's actual banana... I think my brain has just merged the I two get behind smells that. with the artificial and the real smells. That is that is so sad, because artificial banana is terrible. It's just sugar. It's just sugar with, a, with some weird banana ac- extract. Like runts, I love runts. All the other runts, except for the banana, are so good. Mm-hmm. They're just little tart... Chewables, yep. basically. Oh, I picked the banana. But the bananas the are mm-hmm. so, the bananas are so gross and so sweet. Oh, they ruin everything. Banana laffy taffy, the Yuck. worst. If anyone likes a banana flavored anything, please besides let a me banana. know and tell me why. Well, yeah, besides a banana, banana. But I've stopped liking like banana strawberry things because the banana, the fake banana flavor, just overwhelms it. Mm-hmm. And I love strawberry flavored things. Oh, it's not it. my favorite, raspberry but it's raspberry so good. Raspberry's good. Black cherry is like my favorite thing. And Smoothie King used to have black cherry and they put black cherry in their smoothies and it was the best flavor and then they got rid of it and now I don't like Smoothie King. Oh. <laughs> anyway, let's anyway, talk about rants King about Beach movie. <laughs> you mean Wet Side Story? <laughs> Wet Side Story, yes. So good, but so, so terrible, but yeah. Oh, so, so ridiculous. <laughs> the blurb will explain that for anyone who hasn't seen Will it? Movie. Will it explain it? Probably not, but at least it'll try. True. So neither of us had seen Teen Beach Movie, and that's partially because it came out in 2013 when both of us were in the middle of college, so it felt mm-hmm. a little bit like regression at that point. But as I mentioned in... One of the previous episodes, I very vibrantly remember seeing a commercial for this on TV at my ex-boyfriend's house. And I think that I was watching like Gravity Falls or something on Disney XD because they had cable. And I remember it being like a making of of one of the big dance scenes. And I I don't really remember which one it was. I think it was the final one, but it might have been the one that's just Brady and Mackenzie. But I I don't I don't remember that well. But I know there were like interviews with her, and that's actually how I know that she's Australian. Yeah, I think I remember those promos too because my senior year of college we had cable where I lived, and then in Nebraska our apartments included cable. Now that oh, I think nice. back at that, that's a really nice luxury to have included yeah. in, an, in an apartment. But every once in a while at like three a.m. when they played. 2000s or 90s Disney Channel movies, I would see promos for this one. Mm. But yeah, like you, I'd never watched it. Even though Gina had seen it and she always told me, oh, it's a good movie. You should watch it. I was like, no, it's a it's a stupid movie. It's a musical. I don't want to watch it. Well, I don't think I've seen any of the Disney Channel original movie musicals because I've never seen the high school musicals. 
I've never seen this. I've never seen some of the newer ones. Oh, no, I've seen Descendants. Mm -hmm. But Descendants is kind of its own category because it's actually about Disney characters. Yeah. It's not necessarily its own category by itself, but it's almost like in the same category as like the Sweet Life movie because there are already existing Disney characters in it. But this one, it's one of the first ones where it's based on animated Disney characters that are played by live action people. Mm-hmm. I actually haven't seen those. I've only seen Descendants 2 because... You haven't for, seen the first one? I've never seen the first one. And it's because the girls that I used to nanny for two years, they had a DVR and they had Descendants 2 on their DVR, but they didn't have Descendants 1 and it was never it never showed up on any of the channels. Because I tried searching for it and searching for it and it was only mm-hmm. ever on premium channels that you had to pay for it. And I was like, I'm not going to do that without their permission. And right. they never wanted to. And this was obviously before Disney Plus. So I've wanted to see Descendants 1, but it was very difficult. And have you, so <laughs> do you want to go back and watch, like, are you ready for us to go watch it on the podcast? Yes. Oh, no, I want, I like, I want to watch Descendants 1 still. Yeah, that was phrased really bad. I'm like, are you tempted to go watch it now before we watch it together? No, no, no. <laughs> is what I'm trying to <laughs> No, the only, the only decoms that I'm really having to hold back on our Cadet Kelly and Luck the Irish. Those ones, because mm-hmm. we watched one of them that I was like pining to watch, which was Pixel Perfect, before we started right. the podcast. And we won't get to it for a while, so we'll probably have forgotten a lot about it. Same with the 13th year. But I had only seen the 13th year a few times, but I watched Pixel Perfect a lot. Uh huh. I watched Hall- I still watch Halloween Town every single year. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm glad we're watching it this year because. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'd been able to skip a year if we were doing it next year. <laughs> I think I yeah, still I don't know why it. I was so I was so against doing it this year initially, but I want to watch it this year too. So uh huh, and that's our next one, isn't it? Yeah, it's our next one after this. Next is Halloween Town. Two months of Halloween. We are doing. I'm gonna make up. Uh, I'll make a a picture of what our Halloween movies are, and then after that, I'm gonna try and start doing what we watch every what what the episodes are every month. So we have them. Because then people can know what we're going to be watching without without just listening to the podcast. And that way they can pick and choose if they want. But please listen to all of our episodes. We do appreciate it. Plug for ourselves as you're listening to this episode. But we're doing Halloween Town, Don't Look Under the Bed, Halloween Town 2, The Scream Team, Halloween Town 3, Invisible Sister, and then Halloween Town 4. The Halloween towns are not named all of that. The Halloween Town Three, I think, is Halloween Town High, and then Halloween Town Four has a different name Return that I always forget. To Halloween Return Town to Halloween Town, and that's the one with Sarah Paxton. But it's mostly in chronological order, except that Halloween Town Four is before Invisible Sister. But we also just wanted to give breaks between the Halloween Town movies, otherwise that would be a lot of Halloween Town. Yeah, in case you're one of those weird people who hates Halloween Town. <laughs> also, <laughs> I shouldn't judge, yeah. but gosh, I love it so much. I haven't seen it in a long time, so I'm I'm excited. I think it's pretty cool that most likely we're going to have, I guess, spoilers on Teen Beach Movie, but we're going to have some pretty good movies back to back. Yeah. So that will, that will be fun. I'm excited for that because I feel like I'm for excited. a while we were in a little rut before this, just like average. We were. We were. I mean, so if, you really look at the, if you look at the list for, I mean, You Wish was a B plus, but from from now you see it. To dad napped. I mean, that was one, two, three, six movies, and then Starstruck was pretty good, and then Sweet Life was not, and then Frenemies was not. Right. I so it's just it, it's been a I lot like of up to and downs. Jump in, but 
yeah, there were like some that were better than others. Oh, jump in was a B plus. Oh my god, oh my god, I have the colors right there. I was like, when do they verify things? But yeah, so jump in <laughs> as well. I mean, we've only had one, two, three, four good movies. We've had a couple of okay, like Cowbells and To You Zine on the sequel, but I was a lot crueler. <laughs> but that's kind of it. I mean, we've had a lot of bad ones and a lot of really mediocre ones. I say a lot of bad ones. We've only had, that's why, we've had more bad ones than mediocre ones. But, so it'll be exciting. And I actually, I lied because there's one other movie that I've been excited to watch and that's to the Scream team. And Don't Look Under the Bed, but even more so the Scream team. Because I used to watch the Scream team like every Halloween for like three years because for like three years, that's not that long, but for a while from when it came out uh-huh. in 2002 until like 2006 or something. Like when I went, when I was in like eighth grade, because it was always shown on Halloween on, or near Halloween on the Disney channel. Right. I, I loved it. I don't even remember what's, what it's about really, but I just remember really liking it as a kid. And then Don't Look Under the Bed was so scary to me as a kid that I couldn't watch it. So I'm really excited to watch it again because I haven't seen it. Since I it scared the bejesus. Since you couldn't watch it, yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen Scream Team, but maybe it's one where if I go back and watch it, I'll recognize it. It's probably terrible. I'm so I'm not holding out hope for that one to be good. I just want to watch it again. That's it. Yeah. I'm holding out hope for Cadet Kelly and Look at the Irish. I'm I'm pretty much understanding of the other ones not being very good. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, that's Halloween. But now let's get back to this episode. So teen this week we watched, movie. again, Teen Beach Movie, which is from 2013. It's rated G. It's an hour and 36 minutes. It's, I think, one of our Is that first the longest ones. one yet? I think so. I would have to go back and look. But almost all of them have been between an hour and 20 and an hour and 30 minutes. I think one of them might have been like 131. <laughs> Slightly over. Okay, you lucky dog is an hour 28. Luckily, it shows how long it is just in the search bar. Uh, Xenon. Oh, no. Xenon. The first Xenon is 137. So that's the longest one. I didn't realize that one was that long. I didn't either. I don't think we were paying as much attention back then. I think we, like, realized what we weren't comparing with other ones at that point. So Up, Up, and Away is 117. So that's one of the shortest ones. Yeah. Yeah. Double teamed is 132. You wish is one twenty seven. Cowbells is one thirty exactly. It's like I remember one of them being exactly one thirty. Jump in is one twenty six. Minutemen is one thirty one. Dadnapped is one twenty five. Star struck is one twenty one. And sweet life. Is 120. Yes, yeah, so Up Up and Away 117 is really, really short. Which is fine. <laughs> for up, oh, wait, no, Frenemies. Frenemies <laughs> I think Frenemies is short. No, Frenemies is 128. I thought there was another one that was in, like, the teens. But I guess not. I th- no, I think it was just the one. Yeah, one. I remember there being one, and I, I just couldn't remember which one it was. But So this one and Xenon, the longest ones. Yeah, only a minute apart, but still... It's definitely interesting that those two are the ones that are the closest in time because they're the ones that I'm comparing the most to each yep, other. And I'll exactly. Get, yeah. I'll get to that later. Okay, I'm just gonna read the blurb quick and yeah. then we can kind of do our jump in. Uh, yeah. oh my God. We're just gonna use jump in every single week now. 
All right, so rated G, 2013, hour 36, coming of age, fantasy, and musical. So when I first saw fantasy, I was like, I bet it's not really fantasy. I bet it's just like, oh, it's like a dream, so blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But it's it's fantasy. I'll give them that. Yeah. I'm... I was being kind of elitist and being like, well, it's not high fantasy. It's not like elves and castles and blah, blah, blah. It's not Lord of the Rings. (laughs) Yeah, nothing is Lord of the Rings and it's the worst. All right. Life's a beach for surfers, Brady and Mackenzie. Here's the thing. Saying life's a beach and for it to mean positive is so wrong. Yeah. (laughs) And it didn't occur to me last night because I was like, wait a minute. That means that they're, they're happy. I mean, I guess they're not really happy in the beginning, but when she says she has to go leave for school but anyway right so life's a beach for surfers brady and mackenzie until an epic wave mysteriously transports them inside the retro beach party musical wet side story (laughs) there the two righteous wave riders change the script and have the leading roles fall for them instead of each other if the two can get the plot back on track it's easy ridings back home otherwise they might be stuck in the retro realm forever that's not a bad blurb. Yeah, it doesn't... Not, now that we've seen it, going yeah. back and reading it, it makes more sense. Yeah, it does. I just can't... I will never get over Wet Side Story, especially because they never really talk about the fact that it's called Wet Side Story. Right. It's like, what's a reference we can do to a musical, but it's related to the beach? Oh, yes. Wet Side Story. Well, it's not even related that's just related to the beach. It's also related to the plot with the two rival gangs. And, like, I get it, but, like, it's just... It's so goofy. Yeah. So, basically, this movie, I'll just give, I'll give uh, our rundown that maybe is a, maybe is a little bit more explanatory, but basically there's these two kids, and they're in high school, and they're a couple, and they're surfers, and the girl is told that she has to go, she's not told, she already knew, but she didn't tell Brady that she has to go to a private school so she'll be leaving but there's this big storm that's going to be giving it's not even a storm i don't even know what it is but the waves are going to be like 40 foot waves and it's going to be the she's been waiting for it her whole life and so she just wants to ride them and she has like a magic surfboard for some reason it's not really ever said that it's magic but it like glows at points Mm -hmm. and so she's out riding the waves and then there's a big red flag that the lifeguard waves that we've we assume means come back in the waves are too dangerous yeah for us non-surfers, that's what we assume. <laughs> and Brady goes to Mac to save her on his jet ski, and then they get transported into the movie, into Wet Side Story. Not like they go back in time and they're, like, at the making of the movie. They're, like, inside the movie itself. It's like if mm-hmm. you were transported into a decom, not just, like, you go, you're in the time. Mm-hmm. I hope that makes sense. So... They're there and they're trying not to mess anything up, but it, it's Brady's favorite musical or favorite movie. So he knows all the stuff that happens and he just wants to join in. And unfortunately, he messes things up and, and changes the trajectory of the two main characters falling in love. And they end up falling in love with Brady and Mackenzie. So then Brady and Mackenzie have to try and make them fall in love with each other. And then there's this villain that's trying to sell the beach for real estate, like a, re- a hotel and he has a weather machine, and that weather machine is what helps them go home because they need to ride a giant wave or whatever. And, uh, yeah, then they go home. That's basically the gist. <laughs> a lot of it is yeah. musical numbers, and it's fun. This movie, I've talked about it before, this movie is camp. This movie so camp. Takes, <laughs> takes the definition of camp and runs with it. 
and doesn't take it. This movie, I think the biggest thing about it is that it doesn't take itself too seriously, mm-hmm. which is a problem with a lot of these decoms where they come in and they're like, we're making a movie. And it's got to be good. Like, yeah, I mean, even jump in, even jump in takes itself a little bit too seriously. And that's a pretty good mm-hmm. one. Well, we were both kind of worried about this one going into it. Oh, yeah. I was we so were like, worried. Oh, it's a musical. We were both like, I don't know. Even at the beginning of the movie, when they had the slow motion scenes, I was like, oh, gosh, here oh. we go. A bunch of sappy slow-mo running on the beach scene. Yeah. It starts off really bad with those slow-mo. They're like surfing slow-mo. And it's it's to like help us understand who Brady and Mackenzie are. But it was just like, ugh. It was so much of it, yeah. It was so but then it was they get... all slow mo. But I think I don't know if that's a reference to the Greece opening where they're on the beach. But I don't know if there's any slow mo in that. But I think there is. Yeah. There's a lot of musical references in this. I didn't catch all of them, and I didn't write a lot of them down. But it was really fun for me to catch them because I I know a lot about musicals, right. and some of them were really really subtle. But it was fun. Yeah. A lot of the songs were kind of mixes between oh yeah Beach Boy songs and musical songs which was really fun yeah and there was a lot of overlap between Grease and West Side Story because it basically was Grease and West Side Story put together with more Grease than West Side Story which almost makes me wish that they would have just called it like beach but that would have been so much (laughs) worse and nobody nobody would have understood except for me I would have been like ah it's like Grease it's just one word it kind of sounds like it not that nobody would have understood but I'm the only one who would have been like yeah (laughs) so I didn't think that I would like this because, like I said, I saw, like, a little featurette that was the making of or whatever. And the song that I'm almost positive I saw was the end song. Which is the one that you like the least. It's the worst song in the movie, in my opinion. And so I I was underwhelmed. And I was like, these are just teenagers and blah, 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 blah. The other thing that I will say about this movie that I mentioned that I've kind of redacted, but the kid who plays Brady does a great job. He does a really nice job. He's totally in it. He dances well. He's totally committed. He's great in it. He's so charming. But he's a weird-looking dude. And in all the promo pictures, they just captured him in the weirdest angles. I mean, even in the promo picture that's on the Team Beach page when you open Disney Plus and it's, like, got the blurb on it, mm-hmm. the girls look cute. Like, they look, especially the girl who plays Layla, like, she looks all put together. She's got a hand on her hip. The girl who plays Max, she just looks like a, you know, a girl who's smiling. But the boys look so weird. Like, okay, so Brady's hair is terrible. It's that like, it's dyed beach blonde. blonde. Yeah. yeah, it's swept to the side and it's long in the back. It's awful. And I know it's supposed to be like a surfer haircut, but it's just, it's bad. But Tanner is like leaning over. He's got like his neck out and he looks so short and weird. It's just like, it's just not a good like, Who photo. photographed them like this? <laughs> I don't know. It's bad. But I got I got over that. I that he did a really nice job. All yeah. of all of the I can't think of a performance in this that I didn't like. The girl who played Layla was my least favorite, but that's just because Layla was not written very well and she should And the have other been. characters were written so well that so she just looked well. not as great compared to them. Right. Yeah. But no, they all did a fun job. It was so great. <laughs> so great. It was, was so surprising how good this movie was. Yeah, it makes me sad I didn't see it before. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I don't know if I would have appreciated it when I was in college. Because, mm-hmm. like, I finished this movie and I was like, you know, I would watch this movie 
like a movie that I just want to watch sometime. It's yeah. not like, oh, like I'm in the mood for a decom. What do I want to watch? I guess I'll watch Teen Beach Movie. I was like, no, this is a really cute little movie that I might just be like, you know, I want to watch Teen Beach Movie uh-huh. and on its own sometime. And the songs aren't like the most amazing songs in the world. The choreography is so fun to watch. The choreography though. is great. But the songs are really, they're catchy and they're fun. The choreography is by the guy who directed the movie, which you can tell because the choreography scenes are directed very well. Mm-hmm. And some of the other scenes aren't directed as well, like some of the just regular talking scenes aren't directed super well, but the choreographed scenes are directed immaculately. Right, which makes the other part fine that it's not directed as well as the choreography scenes because. Yeah. That's the most fun part is watching the dance scenes in my also, opinion. Also, I think it would so. be more more offensive if the choreographed scenes were shot badly. Exactly. For a musical. Yeah. Yeah. So unless they were going to have two different directors, I'm so happy that they went with a director that's also a choreographer. Yes. Good choice, Disney. Good choice. Let me see what else he's choreographed. For some reason, choreography is listed under miscellaneous crew, which drives me crazy. What? Yeah. It's such a big part in a musical. He staged the musical numbers in the 1990 Dick Tracy movie, which is not great. Oh, he was a choreographer for the Chorus Line movie. He choreographed Romancing the Stone, Flashdance, The Fantastic Miss Piggy Show. I don't know what that is, but I like it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I haven't looked at what the writers have done. There's a lot of writers. There's Well, there's four of them. No, three of them. He directed Zombie Prom. Which is interesting. He also wrote the Kissing Booth movies, which are awful. And he wrote Zombie Prom. That's Vince Marcello. And he did the story in the teleplay. There were three people who did the story in the teleplay. And then this guy also wrote nothing. So I'm not going to talk about him. He's the only one with a picture, which is weird. And I'm pretty sure the last guy was like the editor of the script. So when you have, if you look at writing credits on movies, if you see an ampersand between two people's names, that means that they worked on it together. Okay. But if you see an and word, that means that someone came in and added or rewrote their story. Interesting. Yeah, it's weird. Oh, no. Well, the guy who added or rewrote or whatever, he also wrote Charpe's Fabulous Adventure, the Sweet Life movie. That's it from DCOMs. His name is Robert Horn. But yeah, it was surprising how the script, like the dialogue itself, had some fun moments. It's not like it was mind-blowing or the most amazing dialogue, but it had some really funny lines. Like there was yeah, actual humor lot. that- you, Like we were bursting out with laughter multiple times during this and movie. Not because something was not because something was like, oh my God, that's so bad. We have to laugh, which is why we mostly laugh. No, there were things in this that were genuinely- really funny bits of comedy the -hmm. number one i have a lot of them written down but the number one one that i think was so well done and so funny was towards the end of the movie there's the villains there's the the, like sinister british villain and then his sidekick scientist and uh brady and mckenzie ruin for him that he's in a movie and he has no idea and he's going he's like what I'm in a movie, there's cameras, and they're like, yeah, you're in a movie, dude, you're not even real. And he just looks at the camera and just, like, stares at it for a while. And then the <laughs> other villain comes in, and it just, the camera goes over to the scientist guy and just starts zooming in on him while he's, he's staring at the camera because he understands that he's just being watched all the time. And it was so meta and so funny. And then at the end, after they've, like, blown up and then they're, like, out at sea and they're stranded or whatever, the scientist guy is like, we're in a movie, we're not real. And the other guy's just like, hmm, tell me more. And it was just so funny. 
And it wasn't, it was, it was campy in just the right way. It was goofy. It was, but it was well done. It was like, it was performed well. It was directed well. It was paced well. There was also like a who's on first moment where the sinister guy couldn't pronounce. He there was like a who, hue thing he wasn't doing Uh correctly. And uh, it was just a back and forth that was well paced, well written, well done. Which is like a who's on first vaudeville routine, which they've done in a couple other decoms that I, I can't remember who it was or, or which one it was. And I think it wasn't dad napped between the brothers, but I might be wrong. But it was just not well paced and not funny. But this one was they just bounced off each other and they, they moved correctly and it was just, it was good. Yep. Is that the also the part where, uh, was it... Mackenzie, who said something about, well, he's never won an Oscar. Yes! Oh my god! <laughs> that was funny, too. I can't remember exactly how she said it. And they were doing, like, a maniacal laugh thing as well with that. Mm-hmm. And she just turns to Brady and she goes, and this thing never won an Oscar. <laughs> so it wasn't even the fact, like, wow, I can't believe it. it, was, it was, the sarcasm was just right on point. Yeah. It was oh, so it was funny. so good. And I just love the breaking of the fourth wall. Like, them just looking right into the camera, like, are we in a movie? And I think Tanner did that sometimes, too. Didn't he, like, stare right into the camera at sometimes and just, like, look at himself? He would smile directly yeah. at the camera, yeah. God, the kid who played Tanner did such a good job. So, so the funny. guy who played Tanner, I'm saying kid, they're, like, my age. The guy who played Tanner was in the NBC Live uh, hairspray as Link Larkin. And initially I was like, wow, that's a big role for him. You know, he's just been in a decom, really. I don't know what else he's done, but... Perfect casting. I mean, yeah, this, now I this... need to go watch that because I want to watch more of whatever he's in because he's so yeah, fun to he's, watch. Yeah, he was so funny. He was totally committed to the jokes, totally committed to the character, totally understanding of what it meant to be that character. And he was so... he the, So Tanner is just super dumb and super just like smiley and goofy. And he just did such a good job. He was... Every time he was on, on screen, I laughed. Yep. He did something think... that made me laugh. <laughs> I think the first part that really got me laughing was at the beginning when Mackenzie and Brady get there and they're all in the diner Mm -hmm. and (laughs) Tanner's trying to get through the crowd and he just goes, excuse me. Excuse, excuse me. me. Excuse, excuse me. me. It just says it like 15 times. He and says it's just it's like, so, you don't you see him. You don't see him. And then you finally him. see him coming to the front and he's just like standing there like, I'm here. Yeah, and then everything so since funny. then for, for the rest of the movie was just spot on. Chef's kiss. <laughs> I think that moment exactly, that excuse me moment, was the moment that I went, I think this movie is going to be funny. Yeah. Yeah. That because was the I, moment. I, it might not have been where I was like, I think this movie is going to be good, but it was the movie where I was like, it was the part where I was like, I think I'm going to like this movie. Right. Whether it's Because we were terrible. still a little weary at the slow-mo and then like them going into the movie. We were still yeah. kind of hesitant, but then, yeah. No, it there. was fun. There was the, the, the song that I liked as a song the most was the song between where the girls were saying, uh, like, basically, I know what boys like. And then there was the boy saying, I know what girls like. And in the I know what boys like part, Layla was like, boys like girly things. And then Mackenzie was like, boys will like you to be you. Just be yourself and, like, all that stuff. But then in the boys, what girls like about boys one, Tanner was doing, like, the stereotypical, like, toxic masculinity stuff but then brady wasn't doing a great job of being like girls will just like you to be you be a nice guy yeah. type of thing yeah he was just kind of like, like fitting almost, in with- <laughs> it was like sometimes that they were like it was like he was they just didn't get the wording right 
Because I, I think they were trying to make it that way, but my... I don't want to say I don't like this about this movie, but something about this movie that bothered me a little bit was it was a little heavy-handed with the girls can do whatever boys can do, and it was... So that was almost a sarcastic It almost became a joke. It. Yeah, it almost became like a joke right. in itself. And I was yeah, like, I, I know that's not what they want, but just... They were trying a little too hard. It could have been more subtle. Especially because, like, Layla decided, like, she's like, I want to surf. And, and you showed me that, you know, girls can surf and I shouldn't be ashamed, you know, and I'm a biker girl, but whatever. Mm-hmm. It just kind of got wrapped in the whole idea of girls can do whatever boys can do, which I, yeah, I agree with. But when it's done in the way that they did it, it just, it, it, it. It rubs the wrong way, which isn't great. Right. Let's jump into our readings. What do you <laughs> think? Uh, test of time or moral first? I'm genuinely fine talking about either because I have opinions on both of them. Okay, let's do moral. Yay, okay. So I actually, this is one of the first ones where all my morals aren't written in the same part of the post-it. I actually have them all spread out, so I have to find them specifically. Okay. The first one I wrote is the first, is on the first post-it, it's like the third thing I wrote, and I went, and it was, you're in charge of your own destiny. That's kind of what I had first, too. I had you decide how to run your life. So yeah. we're on the same page there. We must have, yeah, we both wrote You're them, the director probably. of your own life type Writ thing. Wrote them. I said yeah. wrote them. Wrote them. Writ, writ them. <laughs> Not enough coffee in my system yet. <laughs> uh, the next one I have is live your life for yourself, mm-hmm. which I... I I'm kind of torn. I'm kind of torn on which ones I'm actually gonna be like. I think this is one is Your the main. real one. My next one is a joke one because it was about um, Mackenzie's mom who's dead, uh, and Mackenzie's trying to like do things that her mom wants her to do, which is why we both wrote down like "Live your life for yourself" and "You control your right. own destiny" and stuff like that. Yep. And she's talking to Brady, and she's like, "My mom." You know, she wanted to go to college and do all this stuff, but then she had me. So I was like, yeah, don't get pregnant. That's the moral. <laughs> don't have kids. My third one, I don't want to do, and it has nothing to do with it not being the same as another movie, like, and being, like, act. it's, my last, my last one is follow your heart. And I know that's yep. the same that we had in, in Jump In, and it's not that I don't think that they're the same thing, because, I mean, they totally could. It's more just like, this one is me being like, I don't want the two to have the same one. Yeah. It's, it's because this one could have other ones, so I'm, 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 I'm waffling. Yeah, no, that was exactly what I had as my, like, main one, too. I think they even quoted exactly, that's my follow other your heart, that they do what you love. Yeah, but it's, it's definitely what they were trying to do, I think. I do and I don't. I, because I also think that they were trying to do you have control over your, your own, own destiny. Life. Yeah. Yeah, because. We could do that one as our main one. And then the other one is a very close second, that umbrella. Yeah. Moral. And the reason I think that is because of the your girls can do whatever boys can do thing. Yeah. Because, yeah, that is follow your heart, but follow your heart doesn't quite get that as well in my opinion, but you have control over your own life, or, like, not even your own life, you have control over your own destiny. You, you have, are the... You control it? to follow your heart. <laughs> so, yeah, that could totally fit into that. I see what you're saying. You have control over your own destiny, or you... I'm trying to think of a better way to... to, to like, a better wording of it, but... You hold the power to forge your... You can forge your own path. Yeah. Yeah, like for like uh, forge your own path type thing, and so it's like that's following your heart, but it's also I don't want to say that it sounds a little more forceful, but it's just a little more 
direct. I don't mm-hmm. want to say that, like, follow your heart is floofy, but in Jump In, it's definitely more of, like, a... It's not floofy in Jump In, that's not what I'm trying to say, but it's 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 definitely more of, like, a, I... My dream. My dream. It's more of a follow your dream. Right. This one right. is more of, yeah. like, a... It's well, more of a gut. Right. And Jump In had, like, he had a specific... Well, I guess he didn't really, like, want to do jump roping, but he was really trying to get away from, from boxing, boxing being his main yeah. thing. Whereas this movie, it's kind of like she just wants to stay home and live her life happy at home instead of this yeah. one specific thing. So Yeah. Yeah. Let me see if there's an idiom with destiny that actually has a better wording. Because I didn't look it up because I'm an idiot. Oh, okay. Here's one. Be master of your own fate. There we go. There you go. Or your That's own the one. Okay, be master of your own destiny. That's mm-hmm. definitely more, it's follow your heart, but it's a more direct line. Yeah, I Not like it. Not direct line, but it's more, It's it just holds a little bit, it's more about, I don't even want to say it's more about gut, but like this one really does feel like a more gut versus heart. And also, I mean, this is like time travel. They are genuinely going to control their own destiny of getting yeah. back to the future. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, I'm kind of like, yeah, okay. People can at me about this. I know that... I know that it's ridiculous that I'm like, but part of the problem is, and I'll be honest about this, we're still only at 15 episodes. I I think this is the 16th We're going to have episode. a lot. We're going to have a lot of the follow your heart type of movies. We're, we're going to have, have a lot of follow your stuff. heart. We're going to have a lot of be yourselves. So it's just. We're coming up with just, different things they could we're be. We're just trying because I'm sure we're going to get more of you control your own fate or be master of your own fate. When I make the Halloween list of movies and stuff, I'm going to try and actually make a master list of a bunch of idioms just for us to have. Yes. But before we move on, I think another umbrella one is also work together or something yeah. along the lines of you have to work uh, be, as a team yeah, with yeah. the bikers uh, and set, the set aside your differences. Right. That's definitely a, an umbrella. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moral as well. So... I'm trying to think of the of what ranking I would give it. The highest ranked one I gave was in You Wish, which was a nine. Which I was think the I have a couple of nines. Let me double check. You have a you have a nine for Cowbells, and an eight point five for Minutemen, and a nine for You Wish. I'm leaning towards a nine. I had written down a nine. Because I, I write, think I don't write any of the, my things down. I just think of I just get to them when we talk about it because I'm like I don't want to, I don't want to. <laughs> twist my own words type thing yeah i always write them down and then as we discuss i might sway a little bit but i think this one i'm gonna stick with a nine because it's like my other nines where it's a moral that it's pretty obvious they're trying to do and they have multiple characters especially this movie there's multiple characters that are following their own life and it's and it's really written and it's like you wish where it's really all through the script it's it's a thorough path through her deciding you know you she's going to this this private school to her not going to this private school. Right. Brady, Layla wants to be a surfer. Tanner wants to work with bikes in the end. He wants yeah. to follow that path. Brady is the There's... only one that I'm like I don't quite know what it is, but I think it's just that he wants to stay with Mackenzie. Yeah. He so, wanted to be in his movie. He wanted, and he to, wanted his to be dream. in his movie. Yeah. <laughs> he he followed his dream. Here's and... the thing. Brady is definitely the one that's like the follow your heart one like he's the mm-hmm. one that's follow your heart but the other three are definitely your master of your own fate right thing. i think he was already following his heart and the other three like learned to he yeah he knew he wanted to be with Mackenzie, and throughout the movie he was you know saying i want to be with you and that's true that's a good point one thing we haven't talked about is that i am so happy 
when I read the blurb, I was like, oh my God, they're just going to be like friends. And then they end up in this, this movie and then they're going to end up with the two leads. That's dumb. Or they're going to be friends who like each other, but don't realize they like each other. And then the other two are going to fall for them. And then the friends are going to re- realize that they like each other and then they're going to end up together. But no, Brady and Mackenzie were a couple the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like they they started out as a couple and they ended as a couple and then they had to push them together, which was way more fun. Yeah. And less less cheesy, honestly. It was like they are they know who they are in a lot of ways, which as 16 year old kids, I don't quite believe. But it it was more interesting to me. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what I thought what I thought it was going to be, because I remember when it started, I'm like, well, maybe they're going to get into the movie and then. They're going to... What did I think was going to happen? I have no idea. I'm not in your brain. You're not in my brain. I even said it during the <laughs> during the watch along. I was like, I, I think bet it it's really... going to be that they fall in love or they have to... Oh my I, thought, I thought that you also had a similar idea that it, it was... was... Yeah, it was similar, but now it's so similar that I, I can't remember what exactly it was. Yeah, I'll let you know. <laughs> I had an idea of what it was going to be, and it was very similar to this, but not exactly like this. But the way that they did it, I think, was a lot better. I'm just glad the number one one that they didn't do that I'm glad is that they didn't start out as a couple and then realize they liked the other two, because that would have been awful. Yeah. Like, that would have been, been really, really uncomfortable to watch. Yeah. And then having to go back to their own reality, and then they were, yeah. like, how would that have worked? So that would have been really tricky. If they broke up, like if Mackenzie had realized that she did really want to go to the school and, you know, do things that her mom wanted or whatever, I would have wanted Brady to stay in the movie. That would have been my whole thing. It's just like, and Brady, and Brady decided that he didn't want to live without her, but he was happy here or like something. Yeah. But I'm glad that that didn't happen because that would have been so sad. Yeah. I just remembered what I thought it was. Oh, okay. I thought they were going to go back into the movie and they had to make the other people fall in love with them in order for them to magically go back. That's what oh, it was. Oh, yeah. That's actually... So that they were still a couple, but they had to pretend like they liked the other person. So that... That's what the blurb makes yeah. it seem like. Yeah. yeah no, that's, you're... that's exactly what it was. Yeah. The blurb makes it seem like they have to make the leads of the movie fall, fall in, in love with fall in them love with, instead with of each other. Brady and Mackenzie instead of each yeah. other so that they can go back in time, which doesn't make any sense. You're right. I also had that thought at one point, too. All right, let's move on to the datedness of this movie. I think Brady's hair is terrible. But I think the main <laughs> thing the main thing about this movie is that it's a glorified, fantastical perspective on a different time. Yeah. I.E., and this is where I'm going to bring it up, like the original Xenon where Xenon is a glorified fantastical view of the mid-21st century. So you've mm-hmm. got all these goofy costumes and the space and all sorts of fun slang. It's the same thing, but, but in 1962. In yeah. yeah. And they do it pretty well. The costuming they don't do quite as well as Xenon, but that's because of one thing, and that's that Layla's dresses that they give her look like Halloween costumes. Right. Almost everyone else Which, looks good. Yeah, and her outfits that aren't dresses, like you said, her biker outfit is Her fine. biker outfit's great. That pink jacket, the thing she's wearing in the picture on Disney+, Plus, great. Mm-hmm. Um, Tanner's just got, like, simple stuff. The, the swimsuits are great. Yeah, Tanner even had the, like, super high-waisted 
shorts yeah. that guys wore yeah, back yeah, in yeah. the 60s. I'm like, okay, that's spot on because they wore mm-hmm. those high-waisted things a lot. Yep. They wore the high, yeah, the high-waisted pants too. Um, and the biker, the biker leader guy, Layla's brother, he didn't, he just had like a red t-shirt and a vest and I wasn't a huge fan of that. But the other bikers looked good. Um, Chi Chi looked fantastic. Uh, and so like they did a good job in that way, but I don't think it was necessarily better in that regard in, in totally better in costuming, but it's hard because Xenon was older and Xenon used a lot of graphics, and the graphics yeah. were bad. This one, there were bad. There was one set of bad graphics, and it was for the lighthouse, the lighthouse. that the villains were in, and it yep. it was like a pan up to the lighthouse, and that was bad. Yeah. Besides that, they had the green screen, but they were the green trying. screen. Was- Oh, it was, was funny, so funny because they were trying to make it a 60s movie, so it was supposed so to be that way. funny. Yeah, so in old, like, 60s and whatnot, like, beach movies, you'd have a green screen with people just, like, waving their hips to pretend <laughs> yes. that they're surfing. And they did that, and it was so tongue-in-cheek and so funny. So, yeah, that that doesn't count, and that was really smart. Yeah. The other, the only other graphics that they had that were really bad were, uh, was when the villains blow up through the lighthouse and then they go just go like there's like a a, like static video of them just flying up but it's supposed to look bad but i'm still gonna like knock them a point for that obviously Mm -hmm. uh my other thing that makes drives me crazy is that they used blue gels a lot which i talked about in one of the last episodes where to make it look like night and they used it so much that you almost couldn't see their faces Uh uh-huh like when yeah. Brady and Layla are talking to each other before that song where all four of them sing and they're like trying to put them together, which I can't remember what it was called. You, you almost can't see Brady and Layla because it's so dark. Right. Other than that, I Other don't than know that, I, I have I think much. it's good and like the, I feel like the jokes are going to well. hold up over time. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to say because it was only from seven years ago, but. Yeah, but seven years, I mean. But Frenemies it's been was seven from years. eight years ago, yeah. and that that held held up held up like garbage. Yeah, I was gonna give this one just. I was gonna give this one a point up from Xena, and I was going with an eight. I'm thinking an eight as well. Mm-hmm. I think it's crazy that we only have one other one above that, which is Jump In. And I'm trying to think of longevity of this one versus Jump In. And if I want to give this one an eight point five as well. Oh, because you gave Xenon a 7. I gave Xenon a 7.5. I was like, wait, what are you talking about? Because <laughs> that means you giving it an 8 makes sense, because that way it's right in between Xenon and Jump In. Yeah, because Jump In is just so... It's so realistic. Like, there weren't graphics in that one to worry about. They didn't use the slang, like you said. The style was yeah, just, like, normal. Yeah, but the music and the clothes... Yeah. Mm. Jump In is not worse than it i'm just trying to see if jump in is the same or a little better and i'm uh, eh. i i i was just like i'll just get an 8.25 i'm like do i want to just give it an 8.25 don't know I don't know because I also think now I'm like now I'm thinking about the jump in dialogue and that dialogue is so bad for the most part. I'm just going to give it the same as jump in. I'm going to give it an 8.5. I don't think I'm going to be happy if I give it anything lower. Yeah. It's kind of hard to do like test of time when it's so such like a 
campy set back in time type of mm-hmm. movie. It's hard to hard to it's say. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard. I'm definitely interested to see how well this one holds up. Like how I know that's how why I'm like sequel. I'm trying to predict how well it's going to hold up over time and that's just really hard to predict, but Oh, it's so it's so hard. I'm I I miss what I'm what I'm intrigued by is how we're going to feel about it. its sequel. Mm. And we won't watch it for like another 2 months. Yeah. I asked Gina cuz I I texted her, my sister, mm-hmm. my younger sister cuz she's 10 years younger. And I know that she'd seen this and she said it was really good. So I texted her last night after we watched it. Like, we watched Teen Beach Movie for the podcast. It was really good. I'm surprised I hadn't watched it before. And she was like, I told you it was good. You should have watched it a long time ago. And I'm like, I know. How does the sequel compare? And she said that she she hasn't seen that one in a long time. But she she watches the first one religiously with her friend. So, Oh, that's so nice. Isn't that cute? Yeah, it's like our... Like Cadet Kelly or our Xena yeah. that we like to watch. That's Teen Beach movie for her, so that's cute. That's but good. I'm we'll glad see. that there is one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's do the ranking, and then I've got a lot of quotes and stuff to talk about from the movie. Uh-huh. I've got a, yep. I've got four and a half post-its. So do you have an idea of what you want to give it? I do. Do you, do you just want, want me to say it? it? I'm yeah, giving wait. it an A. I'm giving it an A, too! <laughs> I'm okay. even going above Xenon just because it's so... I haven't laughed that hard at a decom. I don't think ever. So. I just blew out. I just blew out my mic. But I am too. I I I am so surprised by this movie. I know. Who would have thought a movie that we didn't have high expectations for and no. that neither of us had seen before would rank higher than Xenon for us? Its production quality is so good. Yeah. It's not perfect. This movie is not perfect, so it's not an A plus movie. Maybe exactly. when we're all done with everything and we really have not made any A plus movies and we just want right. to curve it no, up. I was, maybe. I was debating because I'm like, are there going to be movies that are better? Obviously, there's movies yeah. from my childhood, DCOMs, that I think I like better, but when we go back, they're probably not going to be as great. Probably so I was not. even debating, do I give this an A plus? But I'm like, no, I'm not going to do it yet. Not no, yet. I- it is very possible that once we're done with everything, we'll curve it up to an A+. But for now, it's a solid A movie. <laughs> yeah. This movie is fun. It's funny. It's well-directed. It's really well-performed. I cannot state enough how well these kids did. Yeah. And the adults, all of There them. were quite a few Even the Broadway in this. Who was all from Broadway in this? You were um. So Kevin Chamberlain was... There's only two that were like names that I knew off the top of my head. One of them was Kevin Chamberlain, who was the scientist sidekick. Okay. And he is a very, he's a, ve- a veteran Broadway performer. He was in the original production of Suzical as Horton. I believe he was in the Adams family as Fester. I've called him Kevin Chamberlain, but it might be Chamberlain. Uh, I don't know. Uh, let's see his career. He's also been in Wicked and Chicago and a bunch of stuff. He was he's he's just been he's been in a bunch of stuff. He's he's a veteran Broadway performer. And he did a great job in this, of course. So the other Broadway performer who's in this is very interesting to have been in this, and that's Barry Bostwick. Most people probably would know Barry Bostwick from the Rocky Horror Picture Show, where he played Brad. So he sang Damn It Janet and like five other songs. And he's great. But the main reason that I think it's fun that he's in this is he was in the original off-Broadway production of Grease as Danny. So it was very fun to have him in there. He's not in the movie very long. He plays her grandpa, so she, he's only in the 
the future parts or the present parts, I guess. But it's still fun. It's still a fun little thing for him to have. And then, obviously, I mean, I think I mentioned in the watch along, Jordan Fisher did Broadway yeah. after this movie. So I don't know if this movie really helped him. But yeah, he took over for I'm sure. Anthony Ramos in Hamilton. Obviously, people probably know that if they know Hamilton. And then apparently I looked it up to see if he'd done other Broadway stuff. And I guess he's going to be in Dear Evan Hansen as well. Not that I've ever yeah. seen that. So not not as many Broadway theater things as I thought. But he's a name that people who know Disney and know Broadway know. Right. But again, he was a he was one of the kids in this. So it was mm-hmm. an after the fact thing. Right. But still cool. Um, yeah, I'm I'm so happy that this movie was an A. Because yep. I love finding really good ones, especially ones we haven't seen. Uh-huh. And that we didn't have high expectations for. And then Yeah. Oh, so low. Okay. Let's go through the post-its. Let's see. What do I have first? Wet Side Story. Oh, the lyrics <laughs> to the opening song are yeah, awful. Yeah. Another reason we were like, oh, no, is this movie going to be bad? Because <laughs> those lyrics were not great. I don't know. If, I, I don't think it's... I don't think it's just like, life's a beach. It's a beach. Oh, no. It's like... Come be the shore to my yeah, ocean. Some sappy love thing. Which I will wave to you. Something is that, really Was that awful. during the slow-mo scene? So yes, maybe that was, was a big reference to how cheesy Grease is. Probably. I'm hoping so. Oh, that wasn't... All my morals were, that I said were on my first page were not. Because the don't get pregnant one was the one on the first page. How they magically change clothes. I think it was right after I said, man, they've been wearing the same outfit for two days. It'll be fun to see something different. And then right after that, they just magically changed into their 60s attire. And they talked about it. And they're like, how did we just magically change? Why did this happen? It was so funny. That's similar to this this one that I have, which I was like, "Uh, maybe they're dead and this is all after they they died. And and one of them goes, maybe you're dead. We died and ended up in a musical. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you know what? It's funny I'm... how these things just happened right after we said them. The one thing I didn't like is at the at, right when they got to the the beach movie part, Brady was like, say I'm your hero, and then you shower me with kisses. And I was like, gross, my dude. Yeah, that's that's gross. Nobody kissed in this movie. Did they no, start they... censoring kisses at some point? Because we haven't seen one. In a while. That good point. I guess I haven't seen a lot of the new ones, so I don't know, but I wouldn't think so. I don't remember if we saw one in Minutemen there was There was one in Dadnapped. Wasn't there? Uh, I guess yeah, I guess in Dadnap they kissed before she left. Minimum Minimum there was there wasn't one between the The main couple, but there was the weird (laughs) ones. Dadnapped, I think there was a kiss, but starting with Starstruck, there was not a kiss. There wasn't a kiss in Starstruck or the Sweet Life movie. Or Frenemies. Yeah. Or this. This one is the one that... This and Star Trek Surprise are the ones where me. I'm like, weird. And I don't want to see them kiss. It's not... Not my cup of tea, but um, it was weird. Yeah. There was a lot of... There's just, just a lot Hunt. of hugging. Oh, when Mackenzie was like... She was watching... I don't remember what Layla and Tanner were doing, but at one point, Mackenzie says, Why does she need a boy to be happy? And Brady just goes... Because it's 1962. 1962. <laughs> I have that written down as well. That is, And the way he says it, he goes, she goes, why does she need a boy to be happy? And Brady just goes, because it's 1962. <laughs> because they didn't know any better. Right. Oh, so funny. I really liked, I mentioned this in the watch through. I don't know if I mentioned it on this so far, but I really liked that this movie musical was Brady's favorite movie. So Brady knew everything about it. And that's... 
they could have gone the easy route of saying like, well, it's the girl and she likes musicals. So, you know, she knows all the musicals. But they gave it to Brady. And having Brady be all super hyper excited about it was so fun. It was really fun. And he just jumps into every dance, knows all the the choreography, knows all the lyrics. And then Mackenzie was the one just awkwardly like thrown into dance scenes and she's like i don't know what i'm doing yeah i didn't like so in the beginning in the first song that they do when they get to the movie they do like an introduction thing like hair a la hairspray Mm -hmm. and at the end mac doesn't know what to do she goes i'm mac and then at the end there's that big dance number and she goes the last line is i'm mac Mac. (laughs) it was awful and she's all happy about it Ugh. Uh, I talked about the blue gels. Oh, my God. When Mackenzie is talking to Tanner and he calls her a chick, she goes, chick, hold on while I lay some eggs. And Tanner just smiles at her and goes, okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's just like, all right, sounds cool, man. Man, I'll just watch you do that. It was so funny. So funny. I think that's the moment. Yeah, besides the, like, excuse me, excuse me part, that's the moment when I was like, oh, my gosh, this guy is so dumb and just oblivious and it's so funny <laughs> he reminded me of paul walker in pleasantville haven't seen it oh my god you've never seen pleasantville no. it's toby mcguire and to reese to witherspoon list. and joan allen and jeff bridges and william h basie and it's so good there's a lot of people in that movie but paul walker plays reese witherspoon's boyfriend and this is actually a really i never even i didn't even think about this until now, but this is a very similar premise because in pleasantville they they jump into a tv show from the 50s okay so and her boyfriend paul walker is like super goony and like hey mary sue let's go let's go to lover's lover's lane huh (laughs) and it was like a very similar thing yeah um and i mean this in a positive light i think he did a really good job oh my god the low voice high voice (laughs) yes (laughs) i like your low voice i can sing in a high voice (laughs) so tanner does like a shakespeare where he's like uh he he was like, if music be the food of love, play on. And she goes, is that Shakespeare? He goes, no, it's my love voice. I can say hi, too. And it was just so funny. Oh, and he does that again with Layla. Layla thinks it's so funny, but Mackenzie was like, that's awful. Get away from yep. me. Yeah. And then when Tanner's, he starts singing this serenade to Mackenzie, and he's just strumming yeah. his guitar, and then he just gets up, chucks his guitar out of frame. <laughs> Oh, it was so funny. And they we do that a couple times. We it. We're just like, oh, the guitar. <laughs> the, his, the brother, the leader of the biker gang, does that with a bandana at one point, too. Where he, like, wipes. Yeah. He wipes his tears away and just throws it. The just, like, grabs it out of, thin, or out of the air. It's like, wow, that was impressive. So funny. Uh, at one point, there's a song in the background that just goes, like, ba-ba-ba-boing-boing, boing ba 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 boing 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 yeah. boing ba ba It was so just funny. back to the 50s, 60s music era. Oh, like, Trashman style. It was so funny. Yeah. The one joke that I really didn't like in this movie... Was there was a reference to Angry Birds where Seacat, Jordan Fisher's character, is like trying to hit these angry birds and and Brady's like, ha ha, angry birds. And I was like, boo. Yeah. That's that's a juvenile joke that was not that obviously I understand why it's here, but this movie could have done without. Yeah. The ukulele guy. Oh, and that so one funny. song towards the end, there's just a guy walking behind in the screen or uh, in, in mm-hmm. the frame. He's just playing his ukulele, just walking by, kind of like somewhere over the rainbow vibes. And then they go into this song and then they start tap dancing, which is really fun. Oh, so fun. 
Like, oh my gosh, they actually added tap dance to this movie. So yeah, the kid who who played Brady actually tap danced. The girl who played Mac definitely didn't, and I don't even know if she was wearing tap shoes, but he was he was tapping. Like you could yeah. see his feet actually making the movements. Yeah, uh, you're free. I don't know if you remember with the the ukulele, but at the end of the top the song, the song is something like "Let's Stop" or something or cut it out or yeah because they're yeah. realizing that they can't control their movements anymore and yeah, they're just or that they're, they're breaking out in song yeah. yeah and so the ukulele guy walks by again at the end and she's yep. like stop yep <laughs> that's what i was gonna say they make a reference back to the ukulele guy at the end and it's just yeah. such a fun song that might have been my favorite song that was the best song in my opinion as well because i really liked the girls like song boys like song but there it just wasn't it, it missed the mark a little bit but that song was great and they did a great job yeah. Um. I have a line from the scientist where the guy goes, "You have your mother's eyes," or he has. He's like, "I have my mother's eyes," and the the other guy goes, "Oh, really?" And he's like, "Of course, I let her keep the rest of her face. You only <laughs> have one mother." Yes, I didn't so write that funny. down. I loved that joke. That was so funny. So the only other thing I have is credits. So you I list have off so much it. more. <laughs> okay. Um. I, I hated that character. They, they stopped using him, thankfully, but there was this character that would just repeat things, and they stopped using him. Yeah. Which was really nice. Um, the excuse me's were very funny. Why does the bruiser, biker, rodent guy let Brady lead that song that he jumps right. into? One that was really songs. confusing, that he just let him lead that song, because he was dancing next to him. Yeah. So that was a little bit weird. Looked great, just was a little bit weird. Oh, there was a really great line that someone said, uh, Big Mama's is like a second home to me if I had a first one. Oh, yeah. That was Chi-Chi, who's like one of the biker girls. Oh, she was, was so fun. funny. Yeah. She was really good. Oh, this is a um, this is a subtitles problem that I had. In the subtitles, uh, during Layla's song where she's like standing at the mic, there are these girls going like, ooh. They listed it as scatting. Yeah, that's definitely not scatting. I didn't scatting have subtitles on, That's scatting. Right. That was not, that definitely was Oohs not scatting. Who's are crooning? <laughs> Who's are subtitles? crooning? I wish there was a way to report subtitles for being wrong, but I have no idea how to. Yeah. Because it's 1962. The giant key under the doormat for the oh, lighthouse. Yeah. That was fantastic. Yeah, there were Just so many things. I'm gag. glad you wrote more down because there was so many that I even stopped writing. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to mention this whole movie is just so funny much. and write down a couple things. Oh, I, I tried to write down a lot. <laughs> With the villain, Brady says, he sounds British, but he's from Pittsburgh, which I thought was great. <laughs> the actual ad- actor is from Scotland, Scotland. which yeah. is even funnier. So I wrote I wrote tapping and three exclamation points because I love tap dance. Mm-hmm. And my it's dad so loves mesmerizing. tap dance. It's so amazing. And so I was an Irish dancer for many, 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 many years. And I was really bad at what is called soft shoe, which is more like the ballet style where it's a lot of leaps and kicks and it's nice. But I was real good at the hard shoe, which is the the tap style. It's like Mm -hmm. a mix of like tap and clogging. Oh, one of the best directed visual things was when Layla and Tanner were thinking and they did this like stop motion movements of like... And the camera changed every time. It was so fun. They like put their finger on the chin, cross their arms, tap their head. It was so, so well directed. I have meta in all caps underlined twice. When the the biker gang leader, who I cannot remember his name, he they're all walking, they're like marching to the lighthouse, <laughs> oh, yeah. and and he and he's like, oh, there's one thing I'm afraid of, and it's lighthouses, and they're all like, okay, whatever, you're going, and and they say something, and he goes, whoa, my fear is gone, and they all start marching forward, and he like pretends to walk, and then he t- tries to turn around, but one of the beach people is there and is like, no, you're going. Yeah. It was very funny. <laughs> Let's see. 
When they're all in the lighthouse and their way to get back at the scientist is they each take the sea cat and one of the biker girls has an eraser and they start erasing his chalkboard of equations. And he's like, no, (laughs) that was such a funny joke. It was so funny. Oh, and my last thing I have. So in this last song, there's the whole idea is that it was weird that they broke into song when uh, they were in the movie. But then they were able to break into song and have a bunch of people dance behind them in their regular lives. But then at one point, like 50 more people come to start dancing. Just out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that was weird. The last song bothered me. But the entire movie, I was like, what is the sequel going to be? They can't just yeah. go back to this movie. That'll yep. be dumb. No. So after all the credits are done, which, which the credits are bloopers. bloopers. And it's just like, okay, they're going to show bloopers for the rest. That's fun. But then at the end of the bloopers. Yeah. They, they the bloopers. Into- I I wish that the bloopers had been a little more interesting because they were just this one scene that wasn't really that funny. Yeah, well, they did a couple before that, and then they just really hit on this one scene that they were trying to get right. Yeah, it was weird. But at the end of the of the bloopers, the main characters from the movie mm-hmm. wash up on the beach, and some guy gives them a cell phone to try and call, and they're just all mesmerized by the cell phone. And I was like, oh, cool. So the sequel yep. is going to be the reverse. Yeah, they come to fun. the present time. Yep. So they knew that they were going to make a sequel. Yeah. When this one which came out, which is I fun that they tied it in. I don't blame them. Yeah. Well, that's Teen Beach Movie. So fun. Highly recommend. If you're like us and you were hesitant yes, to watch I it do. before, don't be hesitant. Don't be hesitant anymore. <laughs> watch it. That could be our decom mission of the week. If you haven't seen this movie, watch it and let us know what you think. Let us know all the references that you catch. Oh, man. I don't want to do this because I hate when people do this. My brain was like, yeah, decommission just randomly burst into song. <laughs> no, my decommission of the week is to be like Brady and watch your favorite musical. Ooh, that's a good one, too. And pretend that you have jumped into that, that musical. That would be really fun. fun. And I don't know which one I would do. Which I maybe our lot. missions are going to tie in. Maybe this is someone's favorite musical and they're going to go watch it. Maybe. 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 My, my favorite musical is... I yeah, I have a bunch of them. My problem is a lot of my favorite musicals are not ones that are recorded. Um, yeah, that that sucks. So I'll have to think about that. But I really, I really like, I really like Kiss Me Kate, which I know people are probably like, oh, that's so bad though, and the misogyny. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but it's based on a Shakespeare play, so it's gonna be a mess right. anyway. Um, I really like Little Shop. I'm that person, but I just watched <laughs> Little Shop. Oh God, what other movies? I mean, I really like The Bandwagon. That's a great one, but that's these aren't like story these aren't story musicals as as much as like a as much as like West Side Story or something is where it's like really character story it's like I really love Singing in the Rain even though I know that that's Mm -hmm. I mean a lot of people love Singing in the Rain and yeah yeah and Grease and stuff I also don't want I don't want to pretend that I'm in the middle of Little Shop of Horrors that sounds awful (laughs) that sounds like a nightmare anyway have a wonderful time, and we'll Halloween. see you for Halloween. Yay. Halloween town, Halloween yeah. time. See you, everybody. Bye. I'm already ready for Halloween. I'm sipping on my pumpkin coffee. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready.